Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at tvscientistpod. Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Saranya Kerry, and today I have Dr. Vijay, who will be our guest today, and he'll introduce himself. Hi, Dr. Vijay. Hi, Sarah. Maybe say your name correctly. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying it the wrong way. No, that's that's absolutely correct. Okay, so it. introduce yourself. My name is Vijay Kale. I'm a research scientist, uh, currently working um in a biopharmaceutical company. Um, my my background is I'm a veterinarian. I'm a veterinary pathologist and uh, toxicologist by training. I also have got a training in the cancer biology uh, research. So currently, mm-hmm. I'm working on developing new new drugs. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So tell us the story that got you here. Yeah, sure. Uh, my story starts, you know, my with my undergrad. So I am from India, I'm uh, state of Maharashtra. Um, mm-hmm. I I did my veterinary medicine degree, that is DBM or uh, we have a degree called BVSC, Bachelor of Veterinary Sciences and Animal Husbandry, from uh, from Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after that, I did my veterinary pathology uh, masters from Gujarat SD Agricultural University. Um, and after that, I worked for six years in a pharma company in India as a toxicologist. And uh, there I was mainly doing the uh, drug discovery work. Um, mm-hmm. And then after six years, I thought I need to get to PhD. Um, and then I came to Penn State uh, for my PhD in molecular toxicology. My research was in uh, anti-cancer drug development. Mm-hmm. And after my PhD, I was there for, uh, for five years. And after completion of my PhD, I joined uh, a CRO and I worked in a, in a CR. CRO is a contract research organization. I worked there for uh, almost four and a half years as a toxicologist mm-hmm. and then moved to a biopharma company. What made you choose, or what's the system like in India to get to to start a, a university? Like, how's the transition from high school to university? Yeah, that's a great question, and that was a very interesting journey too. Mm. Uh, so, in India, we have until like tenth we call high school, mm-hmm. and after tenth, you have two years of. We, we say college, that is 11th and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And 12th grade is the basis when, you know, the exam, the marks uh, you get in the 12th grade that decides where you are going to land. Okay. And 
based on that marks and um, you know i landed in veterinary medicine degree and although initially um you know before getting into veterinary medicine i i really didn't have much insights into what is veterinary medicine you know what is the scope of veterinary medicine uh, mm-hmm. in general or in science mm-hmm. i didn't have much idea so i rather i'll say like i found the veterinary medicine serendipitously and i i was so for, i'm fortunate now you know i got uh, got into this field mm-hmm. so th- there is a long story how you know how that serendipity occurred but it was i'll say it was by luck that i got into that uh, into veterinary medicine and i learned so much during that veterinary medicine i enjoyed thoroughly uh, the science uh, the disease, diseases of animals the treatment um, it it was uh, it was a very good time uh, during those five years um, in in my degree and that the real excitement for science that arose me during that mm. period uh, then i thought okay that that is so interesting and especially then i had some inclination towards the laboratory investigations you know so mm-hmm. th- those are during the veterinary field there are a couple of uh, fields like we call uh, preclinical uh, mm. subjects like microbiology or uh, pathology and those subjects this one of those subjects in pathology i chose that and i decided to go with a masters degree uh, in pathology veterinary pathology mm-hmm. and initially that time most of the universities agricultural universities they had this combined veterinary degrees and agriculture and you know many other related associated programs mm-hmm. but now most of the universities are separated now like animal universe uh, um, veterinary sciences university and uh, agriculture universities are different so that time it was agricultural university uh, i got into that in one of the uh, colleges in gujarat state mm. uh, so there i got um, a very good training in veterinary pathology uh, my advisor was uh, excellent um, guide um you know i'll say like my my passion he he reignited my passion for science or my interest for science he gave me freedom uh to do res- my uh, master's research and uh he he supported my various ideas and mm. that that was the foundation for my uh you know further uh, pursuing career in research so i am very thankful for my uh, pg advisor mm-hmm. um so then after that then i got into the um i applied to a position which was open for a toxicologist uh, in a pharma company in india and then there i i, I started working as a toxicologist And, Wait. Uh, how do you move from animal science to toxicology or it's the same thing? <laughs> That's a great question. So, you know, I I also didn't know that, you know, uh, veterinarians they do have any role in the human medicine development, you know, human drug development. Um So, one of my friend um uh, got into uh 
uh, as a toxicologist and uh, then he told me about this careers in this area i was totally ignorant until that until then and mm. he mentioned like okay what is the role of toxicologist and how um, toxicologist are doing uh, sorry now veterinarians are doing a uh, job of toxicologist and how they can contribute towards uh, human drug development mm. then i i thought that was interesting and then when i applied i got selected and uh, i started that so coming to your question how it is related so whatever the drug is being developed for humans mm. the drug cannot be given to humans directly mm. that means we have the some uh, you know some chemist identifies a drug potential drug or some um, uh, biotechnologist identifies a, a monoclonal antibody of you know for a drug but mm. they will not know whether it works and whether it, it is safe to be tested in humans mm. right Mm-hmm. so for that we you know we have to test the drugs in uh, various animal models to make mm-hmm. sure that the drug is really working and mm-hmm. the drug is safe for human consumption and then that time you know the role of um, veterinarians that uh, kicks in and it's not a per se veterinarian's role but it's more uh understanding of the animal biology and how mm. it correlates to the human biology so whatever the effect or side effects we see in um in animals so how those are related to humans so that's why that's how it is correlated mm. and uh so so then that information is translated to humans and the, then if there are any side effects then uh doctors um or clinical researchers they try to uh, mitigate that effect so so that that's that's the role of um you know that that's the link rather i'll say okay so you you've done some part of your work like you've been in the company for for some years then you decide to do a phd why what made you move to do a phd yeah that's again a great question sara and it was a, it was a passion for research um when when I, when i got a flavor of that research uh in the company environment i thought this is so interesting you know mm-hmm. let me because you know our, there is always a chance to learn mm-hmm. new areas are coming and new, new areas were coming up um every day so i wanted to learn more and more and i thought one of the best way is to get into a formal education again that is higher education a phd and uh, you know understand um you know molecular biological aspects of drug development how that plays role um so that led me to my decision to do phd mm, okay So how different is it being in academia because you're in academia to industry? Because now you're in industry, you mean, right? Right. You mean mm-hmm. after PhD, right? Yes, after PhD. Yeah. Uh it was challenging. Uh I'll say it was it was definitely not easy. So I had you know first of all like you have to 
uh, when you are going to finish the PhD. So I was, you know, I was in my uh, fourth year, later fourth year. I started preparing, you know, to apply for the jobs. Mm. Although I did not apply, but I started preparing, like for example, like resume preparation, or um, you know, looking for uh, job opportunities. What kind of jobs are there? Mm. Uh, what they need, and uh, how I can prepare myself uh, to fit those needs. Or what skills do I need? Uh, in fact, you know, that preparation had already been started. Mm. The way the the day I landed in PhD. The day mm. I started PhD, because you know I I I some somewhat knew that I want to go back to industry, because mm. I, I had a flavor of industry like how industry works and you know what is the impact of drug development on human health. Mm. So I wanted to make that impact. So and I my my objective to come to come for PhD was to understand how a deeper deeper understanding of science and deeper understanding of the molecular biology. So, and I got the training. So at the time, at the time when I started my PhD, I started thinking about okay, I need to definitely I am going to graduate. Mm-hmm. So if I graduate, I'm going. I need to find a job, and to need uh, to find a job, I need to start now because it's not like about job is not about job search, but it mm-hmm. is more about uh, how do you prepare yourself to. You know, get to that uh, job particularly, and the preparation is not just in terms of uh, how you prepare your CV, but also how how you develop your soft skills. Because soft skills, technical skills, anyway, you are going to develop in the PhD, right? Mm-hmm. In, during the research, because without that, you won't be able to complete your PhD. But what is also uh, along with the technical skills, what is important is soft skills, and developing their soft skills. It takes mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. some preparation and some planning. Mm. So I I did that, and um, when it was coming close to my uh, finishing my PhD, then I really you know actually started working towards it. Like one, uh, I think one to one and a half year ahead, like uh, you know having resume and CV set and planning. Okay, when when to have when to defend that, you know, and then uh, how also like being immigrant in US, so you also have to plan for your, when your visa is going to expire and, you know, how that, because after visa expires, then you have certain time um, Mm. to get the job and, you know, you have very limited time that time. Mm. So that everything must be aligned so that that transition from academia uh, or PhD to industry becomes smooth and seamless. And that during that time, I think planning was very critical. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it is always, it's always critical because you, you never know which, uh, when you'll get the job, where you land, although, you know, you have own preferences, but I submitted almost like 100 applications that time. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I have, I got only, uh, I think, um, two interviews mm-hmm. and uh, only handful of people responded. Mm-hmm. Other people, others did not respond, mm-hmm. even like whether you are selected or not, but only handful of uh, responded and uh, two interviews. 
so out of the two i got um, you know offer um, offer from one and i just went ahead because i as i said everything needs to be aligned during that time it's mm. not your timing your uh, visa things and you know how long you're willing to wait wow how is it with you mentioned that you're an immigrant so how how is it transitioning from india to um us yeah as i mentioned uh now i was working in india and uh, so that was my full time full time job right and to get into psd in us you need to appear for gre and tofel and uh, i think that was one of the challenging time too because you know while working routine um, you know full time uh, in a company and then preparing yourself at home when when you come from the job at home you you study you know on even on saturday sundays so during that time you just forget everything you 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 i, I had to focus <laughs> on my on my stuff um, studying for GRE TOEFL exam so after one of my friend and uh, i will go after my after our uh, job we will directly go to the uh, some classes <laughs> for to prepare for our uh, exams mm. and we'll sit in the some uh, public library there and we'll study there so it it was a strenuous time it was challenging time uh, but you know i think again like preparation uh, helped and also like i i i got very good mentors during that mm. time i I'm, i'm fortunate i'm very fortunate that you know i i have no credit in it but mm. it is all my mentors i got good mentors that's that just like i'll say luck and that's the reason like when i i got those mentors and because of those mentors i'm here um and and because because of that i i just launched um, an organization called mentor ua ua means youths mm-hmm. so to help the students or youths you know to accelerate in their career and that is just like you know pay back so it's it's only because of those mentors that um, my career from whether it is from uh, getting into psd or getting from phd to industry that was possible because of them how did you acquire those mentors so it was informal uh, that time you know we didn't have any formal um, program to get mm. the mentor but yeah. it's just like uh, you know through your personal contacts and uh, you know just look out just search for those mentors mm. and yeah I mean, that time it was not there so that's that's the reason like we started this initiative to uh, to have this some platform for mentors and mentees to connect do you want to talk about the initiative more yeah sure so mm-hmm. this initiative is called mentor you are uh, you are in um, sanskrit or hindi it means uh, youth mm. and when we say youth it is mostly in a students or early career uh, people and most of the times what happens as i mentioned you know my landing in veterinary medicine was serendipity for me mm. and so I, that's why i said like i was lucky to get into this field 
but you know that doesn't that should not be the case it should be there should be some system to help those youths and students to make right decision for their careers mm. it should not be career should not be in by accident right mm. so that thought led uh, us to create uh, this uh, initiative and now many mentors are coming forward to help um, the youths and um, so the, the this through this platform we are connecting the interested mentors who are willing to help mm-hmm. willing to give their helping hand and guide um, junior uh, students and uh, students and junior uh, early career people and mm-hmm. also uh, the mentors are the students who are really looking for uh, some guidance and career especially related to career so we are trying to connect uh, both of them and then you know uh, mentors and mentees on their own time they can talk and uh, mentors can guide mentees so that's the that's the platform currently this is this is very new uh, platform and uh, this this is very in infancy so mm-hmm. let's see how it goes i'm excited about this though